1: We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're
2: shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online.
1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. This Day in History class is a production of (laughs)
0: iHeartRadio.
2: Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those interested in the big and small moments of history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about the one and only Weird Al, champion of the squeeze box and an inspiration to all who dare to be stupid. The day was October 23rd, 1959. The parody-singing, polka-playing musician known as Weird Al was born. For the first two decades of his life, however, he went by his given name, Alfred Matthew Yankovic. He was born in Downey, California, and raised in Linwood by his parents, Mary Elizabeth and Nick Yankovic. On the eve of his seventh birthday, A chance encounter set young Alfred on a life-defining path. A door-to-door salesman came to the Yankovic house to solicit business for a local music school, which offered lessons on how to play either the guitar or the accordion. Alfred's father was of Yugoslavian heritage, and the family happened to share its surname with an unrelated musician named Frankie Yankovic, also known as America's King of Polka. Because of this tangential connection, Alfred's parents chose the accordion for their son, and the rest is music history. As a student, Alfred learned to play polka and classical music, but in his free time, he also taught himself how to recreate his favorite rock and pop songs on the accordion, a skill that would serve him well in later years. A particular favorite was the Elton John album Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which Alfred would listen to over and over as he tried to play along by ear. In addition to musical talent, Alfred Yankovic was also a gifted student. In fact, he graduated high school as valedictorian at the age of just 16. That same year, a popular comedian and radio personality named Dr. Demento happened to pay a visit to his school. Alfred was a big fan of Demento's work and gave him a demo tape of his own original comedy songs that he had recorded at home. Apparently, Dr. Demento liked what he heard because soon after, he played one of those songs, Belvedere Cruisin', on his radio show. It can take away your blues. All you've got to do is cruisin'. My big black to my Belvedere tonight with red full Street. Later that year, Alfred attended Polytechnic State University in California, seeking a degree in architecture. He also found an outlet for his musical passion by working as a disc jockey at the campus radio station. He spun records every Wednesday from midnight to 3am, and because every DJ needs a nickname, he dubbed himself Weird Al. He didn't get a chance to play much weird music during the gig, The station's format restricted him to new wave music only, but Dr. Demento, who was the inspiration for the Weird Al moniker, continued to play Al's early compositions on his own show. In 1979, Al wrote an accordion driven parody of the popular song My Sharona by the band The Knack. Al called his version, wait for it, My Bologna.
0: Show me how it a of
1: this
2: he recorded it in the bathroom across the hall from the college radio station because he thought the tiled walls and floor provided better acoustics. The song became a huge hit on Dr. Demento's radio show, but that was just the beginning. When The Knack played a concert on campus, Al managed to meet the band backstage, and the lead singer confessed to being a fan of Al's parody. In fact, the singer turned to Rupert Perry, the vice president of Capitol Records, and said, you guys ought to put this song out. Perry agreed, and My Bologna was soon released as a satirical single by the record label. At this point, you may be wondering how all this parody business works. Well, according to U.S. copyright law, parody falls under the provision of fair use. This means that you don't need an artist's permission to parody their work as long as you pay them royalties if your parody turns a profit. That said, by all accounts, Weird Al is a stand-up guy, and as a courtesy, he likes to ask for permission anyway. It's rare for an artist or label to refuse his request, but when it does happen, he respects their wishes. For example, Paul McCartney famously withheld his blessing for a parody of Live and Let Die, because Al's version, titled Chicken Pot Pie, was at odds with McCartney's staunch vegetarianism. Al has performed pieces of that song during a fast food medley at some of his concerts, but he never released it on any album. After getting his degree in 1980, Al built on the success of My Bologna by releasing Another One Rides the Bus, a parody of Queen's Another One Bites the Dust.
1: the
2: His version became a hit in its own right, and was quickly followed by I Love Rocky Road a parody of I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts.
1: And if I get fat and lose my teeth, that's fine with me. Just lock me in the freezer and throw away the key. Singing I love Rocky Road,
2: so won't you go and buy a half a gallon, baby? When Rocky Road made it onto the Top 40 radio chart, Al signed a deal with Scotty Brothers Records and released his first full-length album, Weird Al Yankovic, in 1983. He followed it up a year later with the release of his second album, Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. That record proved to be the big breakthrough of Al's career, due in large part to the single Eat It, a parody of Michael Jackson's Beat It.
1: Have some more chicken
2: song got a lot of play on MTV and it became Weird Al's highest charting song until the release of White and Nerdy in
1: 2006.
2: The fact that Weird Al topped his own success 22 years later is a testament to the longevity of his career. He hit a rough patch in the late 80s, but rebounded in the early 90s with the release of parody songs like Smells Like Nirvana and Amish Paradise.
1: But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699. We've been spending most our lives living in an Amish
2: paradise. He's remained more or less in the limelight ever since. In fact, his popularity hit a new high in 2014 when he released his 14th studio album, the Grammy-winning Mandatory Fun. It debuted in the number one spot of the Billboard Top 200 chart, the first comedy album to ever do so. Against the odds, Weird Al has built a sturdy, award-winning career on parodies and polka. Due to his creativity and humor, his fame has outlasted countless serious musicians, including many of the ones he's parodied. He may be weird, but his talent is no joke. I'm Gabe Luzier and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And you can let me know your favorite Weird Al song by writing to ThisDay at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.
1: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Zumo Play.